Hey, hey, what's up, Sedano, LZ, and Cap? And we do have a lot of things to cover on a Monday, including everything Chris just mentioned. But we need to kind of pull aside here. You know, I, I drive this car here with LZ and Cap every day and Laura and Greg. It's a clown car. It is. It is a clown car. And sometimes Chris is along for the ride. Chris is like, you know, like it's he's like hitched to us. Like we put a hitch with him. Like he's not really like in the car with us. He's hitched to us like in like a small little trailer uh, occasionally popping up. But LZ, were you were you signed on early enough to hear Greg do a British accent? Uh, Thankfully, no. Okay, so Scott and I were on (laughs) and all of a sudden, Greg, you said what? I don't even remember. I don't want to do this. No, 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 no. It's too no, late no, no, now, please. dog. It's too late yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. You might you as well lean he, in. LZ, we're sitting here talking before we get on the air. I don't even remember. Everybody there? Everybody good? Everybody cool? Hello? Uh, this thing on? You know, we're, we're kind of doing our pre-show stuff. And then Greg is speaking in this British dialect. Right. And we're like, what's the deal with that? And he proceeded to tell us that he kind of talks out loud all day with different dialects. And, and I'll just quote him when he said, quote, I'm a strange dude. <laughs> Wait. To which George and I went, no, no. Yeah. So, Laura, you said that you, you, you have heard this before where Greg talks in different dialects? Yes. When we, I go on to the Zoom meeting early, so we'll talk sometimes and he'll just come at me with the most random accent. I'm like, what? Who? Oh, it's Greg. So he does yeah. it all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of how it goes. What do you got in your arsenal, dude? What do you got? You got British? Let's hear British. Go yeah, ahead. Give me the British thing just, you did. You can't just a put me ago. on the spot like that. It's just oh, my God. God. I know. It sucks when somebody puts you on the spot. Can you, can you if, if we gave you, like, for example, like, um, if we gave you stories to read, if we gave you tweets to read about NFL free agency, if yeah, we you know what? had you set up brackets do... for the tournament, if you wanted to break down AD's injury, could you do all of that in your British yeah, accent? So, so uh, look, do this. You tweeted us that Adam Schefter, uh, um, you, you put that out in our chat that Adam Schefter tweeted a signing for the Rams. So do that in your British accent. All right, I need to find. I need to find the, the signing. It's for the literally Rams. like the I last know, thing I, you look, sent. I wasn't, I wasn't on the actual chat. Yet, so just give me a second here. You guys talk for a minute. I'll be ready in a moment. <laughs> I mean, for the love of God. Did you want us to talk to each other in a British accent for a moment or just not regular voices? <laughs> that, would, that would really get me into the mood, so it would really help me out a little bit. I could actually feel like I'm in. I don't know, do a British Britain. accent. I don't need because it, it, it ends up becoming some sort of Australian accent for me, and it, it just doesn't work well. Like, mm. I don't know how to do it. Mm. Hello, Elsie, you've Hello, been to Governor. London more Hello, than. Governor. Oh, there's Michael. Yeah, you could, everybody can speak. British accents are easy to to, uh, to copy. You also come with a hint of Piers Morgan to the accent, though. I'm a little concerned, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> the LZ so, would figure that out. LZ's been to Wimbledon a, a bazillion right. times. LZ, there have you been be... in the Queen's box? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very personal, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> the Royal Box? I always wanted to go there. <laughs> well, keep working. Keep yeah. trying. Yeah. <laughs> LZ, there's no British accent for you from all those years at Wimbledon? You know what the funny thing is? Because tennis is such an international sport, yeah, you have to actually talk to non-tennis players to really hear it. Right. Because the landscape of tennis, I mean, it could be anybody. Right. right? Romanian, sure. French, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then once you get in town, yeah, there's definitely the accent that is there. But again, it's just sort of like meshed in with like everybody else. It's almost like riding in a subway in New York. Yeah. But I'll Just give it a on. shot. Oh, go ahead. Elizabeth. All right, hold on. Let's see. On my desk right now is a copy of Footprints. 
So I will try to read this in a British accent and hopefully God will not strike me down. Actually, no, I can't do it. Never mind. <laughs> See, it's hard. It's hard to just do it right off the top. I mean, no you way. did it. Greg, you did this thing. Now, I feel like, like you like, got stage fright. Well, no, no, no. no. It, so, it, it's, it's like the first time I heard Linus Lewis talk, I was like, am I being punked? So right. it's like, it's, it's like you know, it's, uh, it's, it's unique. I, I will say that. Talk like Prince Harry. We'll, we'll do this. When, I, when the we, game we comes up. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that what when Prince Harry said? <laughs> yeah. Pack your bags, baby. We game. out. Yes, Dale. Whatever you say, Dale. <laughs> go ahead. Right, Greg, so no go, huh? I'll do it during the game. When we get the game going oh, at 4.30, for the I will try it. Give us like a, good, like, game, a, like, like, a, like a good Hugh Grant. Can you give us a Hugh Grant? Can you, can you <laughs> no. give us a David order, Beckham Cockney? Order dinner and... and yeah, there's different li- dialects. Order, different for, dialects. order a cup of tea or something, Greg. A, a spot of tea. There you go. Hey, there you go. How hard was that? Was that? It's perfect. Wow. Yes. Yeah, you saw I mean, it wasn't hard. So we didn't say it was bad. bad. So we just said now, it was weird. Right, and, and, now right, and right now, there's somebody who's casting the crown going, if I can only find someone to get the cup of tea voice down. <laughs> oh, my God. Who was that? That's right. Yeah. I, I can do it. Right. And was now, that Kat Von D? No, that was Greg Bergman. Exactly. The actor. And now that your confidence is built, Greg, feel free. To change dialects all show long. Let's hear oh. what you got. Fair. No, say, say. will there be anything else, Your Majesty? Will there be anything else, Your Majesty? That's very oh, no, good. That was, that was yeah, very was Game very of Thrones. Um, yeah, yeah, you want to go there? You know, there's different ways. Yeah, that, that's very, very good. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Now say, with the mopping bucket, that's a... <laughs> No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, yeah, don't do that. I'm going to be right. careful with what you tell me yeah. to say. Or, or, uh, Greg, <laughs> I said, hello, governor. You say, you say it. Let me see if you do better than me. Hello, governor. There, there you go. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah, there we go. All right. You see? literally can go up across the pond. Now, That's tr- it. You fit right in. <laughs> now talk well, to no, no, no. Or now you can say some... you can say hello to Jeannie Buss that way. How about that? Now, please don't. Some, uh, please, please, some, yeah. please don't. Talk some <laughs> jive like uh, Barbara Billingsley did in Airplane. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't see that. <laughs> Let's not do that, Greg. Don't do that. Don't do that, Greg. Don't say hello to Jeannie like that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Uh, Michael, what are you doing around there? Oh, we got the game. Yeah, tonight. we got a road game tonight, so I'm stuck in the uh, studio till seven. Yeah, you and Ireland. Now Ireland. Well, not stuck, but you know I'm here till you know five thirty. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're there early because you got to commute. By the way, since we've got you on, uh, your son uh, had a press conference yeah, he did uh, all right. yesterday. He did all right. You know, a lot of stuff he said in that press conference he heard from me before, so he should at least uh, he should at oh, least reference. What did Clay me. say? Which part? Yeah, like this was the worst year of my life. Which part? <laughs> Well, of course, uh, you know, he had to put everything in perspective because everybody had a bad 2020 because of the pandemic and, you know, suffering through illnesses and family members and businesses going out of business. So he had to keep it all in perspective. For sure. But he talked about how next year he plans to be back, yeah. but he'll be he'll starting a minute's restriction. Like, I, liked you know, hear, I liked hearing that about how he's going to be an all-star level player again. So I like that determination, hearing that determination from him. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, was he at, you know, and if you don't want to tell me, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it was like, because I balled downtown, I'm obsessed to try to figure out where this injury occurred. Oh, it was down in a stance down in um, Orange County. They've got like a warehouse. Oh, so it wasn't G- downtown L.A. No, it was down in the stance, the- um, down ah. in the stance uh, gym, workout area. they got a beautiful court down there that a lot of the NBA players go down there and play on. Nice. I mean, that's I where you got hurt. I was under the impression on the initial reporting that was downtown. And I was trying to figure out where on earth downtown would an NBA player be playing. No, that there. makes it's, a lot of sense. It's down there by <laughs> San Clemente. You know, when okay. I read all that this weekend, Michael, I thought to myself, okay, so Clay's talking about this. 
And he's talking about, you know, when he's going to be back, which he said, you know, not at the beginning of next season, but a few weeks into it is what he said. And I thought to myself, these injuries, this is why I'm so concerned about AD returning this year or not returning this year, because calf Achilles, I hear these sorts of, you know, areas in the body. And I think that's one jump away from pop. And then how long is it? So just comparatively speaking, anything on that? About AD's injury? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, what happened to Kevin Durant a couple of years ago in the finals is probably everybody's more concerned about uh, taking time. Now, if you got a strained calf or a sore Achilles area, I think teams are going to be a lot more cautious about coming back too soon because uh, KD had a long time off and yeah. still came back. And, and of course, um, I, I asked Dr. Kaplan, Ka- uh, Kaplan Thank you. Clapper about this. Oh, shit. I said, how does that happen for a guy like Clay or Steph or any athlete where – We've all played basketball. LZ, you still play the game. And you just turn to make a routine turn to run up the court like you did a million times during the game. And all of a sudden, your Achilles snaps, right? I said, how does that happen, Doc, when you make a, a benign move like that and your Achilles snaps? He says what you see a chip contributes to that is you probably did something to your Achilles prior, maybe stretched it out to weaken it. And he's just been breaking it down, breaking it down over time. And so when it finally reaches a breaking point, like an elastic band has been stretched, and it eventually just snaps. Because if your Achilles is strong, sometimes you see a guy just turn, like, turn up the court and just do a regular step, and his Achilles will snap. You go, how does that happen? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I've been present on the court when guys have, you know, lost their Achilles and stuff, and it's every time I was there it was non-contact. Yeah. And to your point, it was very benign. Right. You know, they weren't even trying to make a move exactly. necessarily. They were just kind of normal up and down the court behavior so it is like a tipping a ticking time bomb but in some ways it is for everyone you know you know reports when i was doing reports and and talking to previous doctors you know they would say someone's doing something as simple as walking off the step of a sidewalk onto the street to cross bam you just never know i mean michael you were there broadcasting the game when kobe tore his achilles like that i mean it it didn't look like i mean if you watched it it until he went down, yeah. you were like, well, what's that? Like, initially, you're like, oh, what happened to him? And then you see where he's grabbing, right. and you're like, oh, Oh, no. exactly. Yeah. You hate that. It was a move he had made a million times in his career, but it yeah. finally just snapped on him. It's just You just never know. That's why, boy, you got to be so thankful. Every day, if Clay, every day you wake up out of bed, from now on, you'll never take your health for granted again. So, you know, you were there for Kobe. Who who else? I mean, were there other, any other Achilles you've broadcasted that you've seen, like, in, in real life? Like, like yeah, right yeah what's your Achilles reel? I was going to say, because <laughs> AD. How many Achilles have you seen AD, get snapped? Right, your son, there's AD, and then Kobe tore his Achilles yeah. when you were there. Like, maybe it's you. There's a pattern. Yeah, that's true, you know, but uh, that's something. You're right. That's, that, to me, is the scariest thing when you see a guy go down and grab the back of his heel. Uh, because you you automatically think of that because you know obviously you can tear you like what happened to Joel Embiid as soon as Ireland mentioned it uh, in the game the other night I said oh he's out he's out three weeks because once he hyperextended your knee I didn't need to right. be because I did that to me and it took me two two weeks to get back uh, right. what he what he did but Joel is so kind of fragile being a bigger guy with all that weight I bet you he's going to be out. About five weeks. Yeah, and he didn't look like you in your uh, scuba gear, ah, or whatever that picture is. You have, uh, you know, that you you walk around. Very with hard your to wallet. take to, to tell the difference between me and the Rock in that picture. <laughs> I think well, it's by the, the way, tattoo. it's the tattoo that the Rock has. That's yeah, the distinction right. between yeah. you and him. Yeah. That's right. how I tell the difference. By, by the way, you were also at that game where KD tore his uh, Achilles, did, weren't you? No, no, I was at home watching that one on okay, TV. Okay, I was going to say. Wait a minute, you're right. You're right. Up in uh, Toronto, you're you right. were there. Yes, it was the Warriors. God, you you are the you are the mush when it comes to. Michael, 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 what I want you to do now, 
Yeah. I want you to pack up all your things. Yeah. I want you to get the hell out of the studio before you hurt Laura. Ah, yeah. No, man, Laura. I don't. Hurt. I don't trust you now. I don't trust you man, around people. I wouldn't mess with Laura. She could hurt Amanda Nunes. That's how tough she is. <laughs> <laughs> you know who Amanda Nunes is? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, why'd you ask? Why'd you ask me? I, well, that was I very good. You should probably a, ask Cap. It, it was a great <laughs> reference. Just like George had a nice reference about the mush. I mean, all of these references are are resonating with me. They're all very good. Yeah. So, so Michael, my question to you is, if you were in charge based on everything that you've caused by being present, yeah. would you sit him down for the rest of the year? No, no, no. I'd give him another, like they said, three more weeks. You, you keep talking to him until it's no, if he feels no soreness in that area, then you let him play. But KD didn't feel any soreness either, and they let him play. That's true, yeah. But, you know, he's got a different body type. A different, so we've all got different physical makeups. So, you know, and his legs look a little bit stronger than KD's. So I would uh, wait. If AD says he feels fine, you got to play, man. You can't put these people in bubble wrap, LZ. My goodness. Man, I just keep reading about how they're going to keep reevaluating. Team doctors will reevaluate in two weeks. And I'm thinking to myself, you mean not like every day? So the trainer works with them. They, they do. do modalities and they stretch yeah. and they strengthen and everything. And then the doc's got to come in and go, okay, let's see how we're doing today. Right. Is that not the – I mean, the way they make it seem like, ah, they're not going to see a doctor for like two more weeks. Yeah, he, but the doctor and the trainer, they are in constant contact. So they talk and, uh, and, and you know, talk about his progress and how he's feeling. So they'll be talking. Then eventually the doctor will come in or he'll go into the doctor and get another MRI and sit down and have a really thorough um, uh, you know, uh, diagnosis of it. But uh, they definitely talk, definitely communicate. Hey, Michael, one more thing on Clay. Did I read that he's swimming in the San Francisco Bay? Yeah, I read that, and I, I, I'm a little bit worried or concerned about that. Oh, my God. I would be can he petrified. swim? I oh, would yeah, be petrified. Swim, but obviously, you wear a wetsuit. Yeah, it's freezing. Uh, but, you know, you got strong currents, and hopefully yeah. he's just going up to his waist. Hopefully he ain't you going know, out Michael's to, an island guy. Of course Clay can swim, right? No, no, yeah, of course. You, yeah. I'm like, I'm thinking he's going to swim from Alcatraz back to the city. Oh, no, you, nobody's going to do that. <laughs> you can't do that. Too much strong currents, and there are sharks in that bay. Great whites. That's what I say. Yeah, so, yeah. that's crazy, man. You've got to be careful. If I was the Warriors, I would discourage him from doing that. Yeah, yeah, definitely don't do any of that. Uh, by the way, this portion of the show is presented by Alignment Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time since we've talked about injuries here so much. Uh, hey, coming up next, uh-oh, trouble in Clipperville. I don't know, Michael. You may want to stick around for this discussion. Yeah. Uh, it's Sedano, LZ, and Cap 710 ESPN. Back in three minutes. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Sedano, LZ, and Cap with you here on 710 ESPN. Hey, make sure you join our 710 Bracket Challenge. Go to our ESPN Los Angeles Twitter page, and you can enter the bracket contest today. You can play along with myself, LZ, Cap, Greg, Laura, and all of our 710 hosts, Mason Ireland, Travis and Sliwa, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, there's even a Kat Von D bracket. Is there really a Kat Von How'd D How'd that bracket? happen? What is that? There is. There is a Kat Von D bracket. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Mason is going to send a prize to our overall winner. He's paying for it out of his own pocket, according to uh, – What kind of prize? His, uh, like a pizza night, I think, or something like that. Okay, that's yep, nice. Yeah, pizza uh, and beer. That's very sweet. 
Yeah. Um, real quick, though, um, before we move on, I, you know, I, I want to mention something real quick because I know Keyshawn had tweeted about this. I don't want to go into detail about this, but Keyshawn and his family are going through a very difficult time right now. Um, we don't, we're not going to talk about it in regards to, you know, you can kind of find it and figure it out for yourself. Well, what's going we, on? But we just uh, – we'll tell you later, Michael. We just want to um, pass along our deepest and sincerest condolences to the family and, uh, and that we love him and the family, of course. So there you go. Um, no easy transition from something like that. But nonetheless, before we went to break – we were discussing uh, a couple of different things, including that there may be some trouble with the Clippers, the crosstown rival of your Los Angeles Lakers, Michael Thompson. So Kawhi Leonard was very frustrated, visibly frustrated last night after a blowout loss to the New Orleans Pelicans in New Orleans. Laura, let me hear Kawhi after the game talk about the issues with him and his team right now. I'm very concerned. We want to have a chance of anything. Uh, you got to be consistent. You know, um, that's what the great teams do. They're consistent. It's all about consistency. So they are, he was not happy and talked about the lack of consistency, Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to start with you here uh, in regards to his issue with the team. And they've been, look, they've been really bad in clutch situations, okay? And He's very concerned, is his words, about their lack of consistency, where the energy's not there uh, and that his team is not great right now. Yeah. So, like, that team, Michael, should not be as bad as they are to close out games and in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Like, maybe they do need – you know, LZ's talked a lot about needing someone to organize them, uh, a point guard, and, and just make life easier for them. But they are missing some key ingredients, it feels like, as a team. Well, I mean, every team goes through a little slump during the season where they're not feeling they're playing their best. Uh, maybe this is their time for, the, for a couple of weeks to not be at their best. But, uh, I mean, yeah, if you can go out and find yourself a floor general like uh, Chris Paul or maybe someone, maybe Alonso might be uh, gettable. But I, I don't know what they have to trade to get someone like him. Yeah, I don't think they've got a lot of trade assets in them. They're going to have to do this in the buyout market, whether it's a George Hill or maybe Rondo gets bought out. Um, I don't understand why they didn't go after Rondo at the beginning, Cap. Like, this was – I thought it made the most sense. He was already here in L.A. We saw what he did uh, for the Lakers in the postseason particularly. And that's really what his worth is at this stage, a veteran presence, a stabilizing presence that you know he's going to be able to command things and be that quarterback basically on the court. Yeah, I think um, as far as Kawhi is concerned – um, if I'm the Clippers, I'm trying to read deeper into his comments. And he, the, the word consistency, he's not just saying, and I, I got to put the quote out in front of me and I'll read it to you, but Greg, maybe you could grab it. But when you read it, you, you listen to him and he says, you know, consistency in the organization, um, with the players, with the coaching, with the overall team. I feel like Kawhi is not just taking a swipe at the players and the coach, and he's not just talking purely about wins and losses, and maybe I'm reading way too deep into all of this, but I feel like Kawhi is taking a much bigger swipe at the Clippers as an organization, not just as the guys that are in the locker room. That's the way I read it. 
I mean, I, I could see that. You know, Michael, he has to be frustrated. Like, think about it this way. And I know you can't talk about this aspect of it per se, but he does – he is going to be a free agent this offseason, yeah. unlike a lot of other guys that are considered all-star, superstar types who have pretty much locked themselves in from a contract perspective. He hasn't. And and if I'm Steve Ballmer and, you know, Lawrence Frank and, and, and Ty Lue and all of them, I got to be at least a little worried when I hear my star player who's going to be a free agent uh, say those kind of things. I, I wouldn't worry. He's, he's from here. He bought a beautiful home down in the uh... – South of the OC, he's not. I don't think he's going to leave here. His family's here. He just probably put them on notice. You better, you know, do something to shake up things or make sure you keep us on top. But I, he's not going to leave the Clippers because he's home. Let me just read this to you. He says it's all about consistency, from teams to players to coaches. That's what makes a great team. Players great, coaches great. A consistency of being, wanting to win and doing pretty much the same habits of winning. It just doesn't sound like a guy who's talking about the dudes who put on the uniform. To me, it sounds like he's, he's saying, overall, this organization doesn't do the same stuff that we did in San Antonio that led to consistency. That's how I hear it. I mean, yeah, uh, no, I, I think he's, he just is trying to you know, get the guys to wake up and play harder and better. I think that's what he's trying to send a message. So, let me ask you, LZ. Do you think Kawhi regrets signing with the Clippers after that comment yesterday? Like, do you think any part of him is like, man, what did I sign up for here? No, because I think, to Michael's point, his main goal was to be home. And that mission has been accomplished. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're saying, does he regret signing with the Clippers as opposed to the, to the Lakers? Correct! I would, I would say in that case... Um, I don't know because I really don't know his thoughts on the comparisons to LeBron James. Um, you know, for, for some guys, it's all about winning the championship. Yeah. For some guys, it's all about the money. Some guys want a combination, and some guys are motivated by a third or fourth tier. You know, why does a guy take less money to go with a team that might win a chip when a team that's giving him less money says, you know, you know we can really use you? Like you don't know what goes into all the calculus, the behind-the-scenes conversations, the relationship with the other players and coaches. Not wanting to and share the spotlight? Not wanting to share the spotlight. Like We don't know all those other things. So I'm not dodging your question, George. It's no, just no, no, it's fine. In, yeah. in the times that I've been around Kawhi and I've interviewed him one-on-one a number of times, I've written about it in the Los Angeles Times, my conversations with him, I never was really clear, ultimately, the real motivation for the Clippers versus the Lakers. Yeah. So, Michael – Oh, I'm sorry, Elsie. You were finished up. My apologies. No, no. And I was just going to say that we can, you know, surmise based upon some of the comments. But even then, it's hard to separate his comments from people in his camp, from the reports that are out there, from people outside of his camp, or maybe within his camps that are saying things that appear to be contradictory to what he is quoted as saying. I don't really know. He had a chance to play with (laughs) LeBron and AD, right? Correct. Oh, that's that's well, been at least five or six rings. No, no, actually, AD, was AD here? Yeah, AD had already been traded yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. St- yeah, I still don't get that. How do yeah. you don't want to team up with that and be that three-headed monster and go out and get yourself five straight but, wings? But I will say this, though, and I mean this with all the respect in the world. Part of the reason why they're not consistent is because of Kawhi Leonard. Okay. You're, in and, out of, you're in and out of the lineup. We all know about the reports from last year. Sometimes you're late for practices. Sometimes you want practices moved around. So 
it's hard to get mad at an organization that's taking your cue. So if you want to breed consistency, you yourself need to show consistency. And while I believe Kawhi is very professional and is obviously an excellent basketball player with the pedigree to say these things, what he says also indirectly casts a spotlight into what he does. And so it's hard to be mad at guys who may not be consistent when the main dog in charge is so inconsistent and he's the one setting the example in which we are to follow. I am so glad you said all of that because I feel like Kawhi is, um, has been given a free pass by a lot of people that just for some reason don't really have any criticism. And I'm not saying like tear the guy down. I'm just saying like look at him. And, and now when you see what he's saying, and again, whether you think he's just talking about the players, maybe you just think he's talking coaching, or maybe he is talking organizational. If you're not doing what you want everybody else to do, or your schedule creates inconvenience for everybody else, then I just think that you you got to really like look at, at what you're doing, and then everybody's going to start looking at you like, now wait a second, when you were in San Antonio, everybody kind of blamed the organization and said, well, you know, they're not being forthright with his injury, that's why he's leaving. And now we're seeing a, a, more of Kawhi and what he has to say, and... Maybe I should start thinking, maybe it is you. Maybe you are a common denominator here. Well, I, I would say with the Spurs, they were on some BS. <laughs> like, they were on some BS. How so? Well, you don't send your legends as current and past legends to try to assassinate that man's character because you don't like the discussions about his health. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That that And, LZ, we were, I remember going back, you and I talked about that years ago because it, right. it was so long ago. Um, you're right. Like that, that never sat well with me. Now, Pop and him have since made amends. Um, right. And Kawhi has even gone as far as to say he wants to play on the Olympic team because he wants to play for Pop on the Olympic team. But yeah, at the time, and, and in retrospect, still not, not fun. Um, right. Speaking of fun, uh, we're going to play our game overrated, underrated, or properly rated. Michael, you sticking around for that? You want to play a game? Yeah, I love talking about overrated people like me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll get to that in four minutes. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Thanks a lot, Chris. All right, so we're going to start off with birthdays like we tend to do every day. Uh, the first birthdays, and we're going to start off with you first, LZ. The three birthdays I chose are Will I Am, Mike Tomlin, and Lil Dicky. And who? Lil Dicky. Do you know who Lil Dicky is? Who's that? Really what do you do? Like that. Who, who he, uh, Shaq would say who he played <laughs> for. Who he played for. He, he, <laughs> he is you hear an me, Laura. Rapper. You hear me, girl. You hear me. <laughs> what do you say? He is an amazing rapper. He's Isn't he the guy that hit that, that, that tried to, uh, that shot those three-pointers last year and like some viral video? Probably. He has a ton of viral videos. And he also is, um, he has a show called Dave on Hulu. It's also on FXX. One of, it's a very, very funny show. 
So if you don't What's know who he is, one I can hit song. You had like one hit song that if everybody here heard it, everybody would know it. I just can't think of how it goes. But I happened to see him one time at a festival, and I was like, okay, that's the one song I know. And then I knew about the show, Dave. So does anybody know Freaky the name of that? Friday. What's it? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Freaky Friday. Friday. Freaky yeah. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I can put a different name in there since you guys. Don't no, no, that's don't. actually funny. No, but go no, ahead. No, 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 so no, who is it? No. Lil Dicky, Will I Am, and who? And Mike Tomlin. Thank you. Okay. So Elsie, right. you can go first. All right. So Little Dicky is obviously overrated. <laughs> oh God. Well, no one wants Little Dicky. So oh, yeah. Number two. That's what the Doctor Ruth Doctor Ruth said that. Yeah, so number, <laughs> exactly, Michael. Yes. So I, I would say uh, properly rated is Will I Am, and underrated is Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is underrated. That's an excellent point, LZ. Um, I, I agree with your order, and I, I would just add, and, and, you know, Scott, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. People were burying Mike Tomlin a couple years, two years ago, like two seasons ago, um, because of all the, the turnover and the cha- issues, Antonio Brown, right? Like, there were so many things going on with the team. The team didn't perform. And then last year they did, and I thought they overachieved. I never thought they were as good as 12-0 and 0 or whatever it is they started, but they were really good. Um, and then, you know, Ben got old on them very quickly. They're bringing it back. Yeah, and they are bringing it back. I think that's more ceremonial and price than anything else. But um, I, I, I agree with your call, LZ. Scott, where are you on it? Well, I feel like Lil Dicky should be underrated because none of us really know much about his ratings. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like Will we I know Am. little. Just like, yeah, all we know is Lil, little bit. Yeah. That's all yeah. just a Lil. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, feel, I love Will I Am, so I don't really feel like he's overrated. I really like Mike Tomlin, but I do feel like – you know, he's won, but he hasn't won in a really long time. So I'm going to just say for the sake of this discussion, I'm going to put Tomlin as overrated, Will I Am as properly rated, and Lil Dicky as way underrated. Okay, fair enough. Michael? Lil Dicky, because I don't know him, so I'm going to go uh, underrated. Uh, if I heard him, maybe I'll think he's, he's uh, properly rated. Will I Am is, uh, is properly rated. We can't go twice properly. Oh, that's rated. right. Yeah. Uh, so what's the <laughs> set? underrated? Under overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Underrated for Little Dicky. Properly rated for Tomlin. And I, I mean, Will's okay. I'm sure he's talented, but I, I ain't going to none of his concerts. So he's overrated for me. Oh my okay. god! I've seen Black Eyed Peas like five times. They're unbelievable in concerts. I know they're good, it's, not, I it's not even about the Black Eyed Peas, man. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Will go I am the line. Will I am the producer? Yeah, I know he's good. That's why I hate to say he's overrated because I know it, he's good. Hey, hey, it's Michael's no, list. He, yeah, you know he's I, not I, Michael's no, list. I, I, no, I get it's his list. Yeah. I just want him to make sure he has all the information yeah, yeah. because Beyonce just broke the all-time Grammy record last night, yes. and Will I am was among the first to put her on. Yeah. Right. So, that's, so why that's, I, yeah. that's, that's his ear that's why as a producer. I, yeah. That's why I'm hesitant to put him overrated because I know he's talented. And I'm telling you right now, you say you haven't seen him, dude. Go see the Black Eyed Peas. They put on an incredible show. Well, I know that uh, Fergie sang a great national anthem. No, she didn't. Oh, Stop I thought that. it was soulful. Yeah. It was yeah. soulful, just like Marvin Gaye. No, she Gaze. didn't. Yeah, it was your soulful. son, your son was one of the funniest people in that in that um, in that game when they, when she was singing. He just had his was face doing? was was it told the whole story. He, like, he didn't have to do anything. Doesn't else. appreciate the art. He probably would have laughed at Marvin Gaye too. <laughs> oh, stop that! No, he wouldn't have. <laughs> kid doesn't appreciate art. Take it from his father. <laughs> yeah, what get do you mean? out of here. <laughs>
Um, all right, what's next, Greg? Uh, all right, so uh, these three musical artists all had something significant happen to them today. Ray Charles peaked at number two on the ESP on the U.S. R&B charts with "I Got a Woman" in 1955. Mm-hmm. Roberta Flack hit number one in the U.S. Singles Chart with "Killing Me Softly" with his song in 1973. And Bob Dylan was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 1982. Ray Charles, Roberta Flack, Bob Dylan, overrated, underrated, properly rated, George, go. Easy. Bob Dylan, for me, not my cup of tea, okay? I know there's plenty of people that love him, okay? Overrated for me. Not Mm -hmm. a huge fan. Um, Never been a huge fan of his music. Um, So I'm going to go. I actually prefer Neil Young to Bob Dylan. I know most people think that's blasphemy it's not blasphemy that's actually right on go ahead okay that's fair so i go overrated there um underrated so we had roberta flack and and ray charles i mean ray charles is like you know come on like um he's properly rated everyone love everyone knows how great ray charles is i would say roberta flack underrated have to say i'm gonna agree here um bob dylan like, okay, there may have been a time in your life where you were trying because you thought it was cool, but it just never really sounded good. He can't sing. Like, can we all admit that? Like, he had a yes. lot of top hit records. He made a lot of money. Exactly, Michael. That's exactly yeah, what he sounds yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like right. a goat being. Right. I'm so nasal. <laughs> I can't sing. He does sound like a goat mating. That is a great way to describe it. Seriously, Bob Dylan is who told him he could sing. Right, totally overrated, ridiculous. Roberta Flack, I got to say, underrated, and I'm throwing Ray Charles right at properly rated. Yeah, Dylan over Roberta, under and Ray properly. LZ. I ain't playing this game. Really? What? Mm, Can't do it. You a Dylan fan? Can't do it. Bob Dylan performed at the 1963 March on Washington. So, I mean, at a, good. T- at a time, well, I mean, he's a one of the greatest songwriters. Okay. It's true, he's not a great singer. I do love Forever Young. That's a cool but, song. But he is one of the greatest songwriters in the history of music. But can he sing? But no, I already told you that he doesn't have a great voice. Okay. But neither can but neither does Madonna. But I'm not going to deny her influence. But in you music. could be my lucky star, LZ, if you do this. I, I think I am your lucky star. My um, virgin. <laughs> I cannot be your virgin. He's However, not um, I, I will say that as a lyricist, uh, he is, as I said, greatly influenced. And I give props to any white dude or any white person who risked it all to perform in 1963 in the March on Washington because that could have been the end of their career. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not going to say he's overrated. I'm not going to say Ray Charles is overrated. Hell no. And Roberta Flack gets an underrated because she, like Bob Dylan, is one of the greatest lyricists in the history of music. So who gets the overrated then? I just told you I wasn't playing he, He's abstaining. Oh. <laughs> he's abstaining. I'm abstaining. Oh, that's, that's your chickening out. Come on. You got to no. make, you got to stay, you got to stay, somebody's overrated. No, no, no. Chickening out is playing a rule when the, when the situation calls for you to stand up and say, no, this isn't going to work like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm actually well, being let, a rebel. Let, let's sneak in <laughs> one more then, since you abstain yes. on this one. Greg, sneak yes. in one more. Go ahead, quickly. All right, so uh, Spring Breakers got ahead of the game in Miami. 150 people were arrested and hit with pepper spray, and partiers were twerking on cop cars. Take the pandemic out of this. Scott, is Spring Break overrated, underrated, or Take the pandemic out of this. Why would they arrest it, Greg, if we're going to take the COVID out of it? Why did they get pepper sprayed, Greg? Man up. You told me to man up to my overrated, underrated, and property rated. Man up and just saying what the story is. All right, I'm you can't take I'm just talking about spring break in general. I'm taking, 
Yeah. No, no, I'm saying spring yeah. break in general because right now it's spring break. You're like people aren't going to go. No, spring, spring break, break is no, is ama- if you're young, it's amazing. And by the way, like supposedly spring break is like blowing up in in spring break locations. A lot of them in Mexico, by the way, where people are are they're like, hey, where can we go to party? Let's go. And so um, you talk about Miami. Interestingly, a year ago when we were talking about spring break, Miami was the beginning of all of this. I was like, oh, my God, look at these yeah. kids. They look like idiots. Who's twerking on a police car? I got yeah, to see that, that for myself. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's yeah. something I'd like to see. You know, what is there, 150,000 people in the streets and all of a sudden, like, like, hey, get up on the police car, twerk. I would like to see that. Spring break, though, I will say, I think is underrated. And I only say that because I never went on a spring break. It always looked awesome. I couldn't afford to go. My parents wouldn't let me go. I never went on one of these cool college spring breaks. I'm going underrated. I took my son to Miami for spring break when he was in high school to show him where he should go, which clubs he should go to. Good dad. Which good parenting. Which restaurants he should go to, blah, 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 blah. Because my philosophy has always been, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it responsibly. Right. And so I, my, I have the same reaction when it comes to alcohol use, marijuana use. Not that I have him smoking it, but it's just sort of like I don't hide it from him mm-hmm. because right. I want to be the example of how to properly engage. And so spring break, we went down there. I showed him all the clubs. I was like, this is fun. This spot is fun. This is hot. This is hot. Blah, 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 to, to demystify it. So you can see it's just a big party gathering and not to get so caught up that he ends up twerking in a police car. There you, later. there you go. Later. There you go. Michael, at least Clay later. never twerked on a police car. So there you have Thank that. Thank God none of my sons ever experienced spring break because they are too busy playing sports or otherwise. But I do spring believe break Clay is... is on a spring break right now ever no. since he's been an all-star in the league. Although I think, I think if Clay wins another championship, he's twerking somewhere for no, sure. No, spring break is definitely overrated. I don't understand why anybody would be around STDs, alcohol poisoning, <laughs> nasty hotels, the smell of vomit, Immoral mm-hmm. acts and people using each other. Mm-hmm. Well, how is that fun? Here's you just why. described a Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> <laughs> how is that fun, LZ? Come on. No, you got to look back when you're 50 and go, oh, my God. We, we went to spring break. Yeah. And, and, and let me tell you about the girls and the booze and the drugs and the parties. Nah. And then you look back on it 30 years later and you're like, God, that was awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I was never into that uh, debauchery kind of uh, acting. Shocking. Uh, no, wait a minute. Yeah, you're the, which you one of y'all? You got a daughter, right, uh, Zadana, you hypocrite? I'm, she's How old six. is she? Okay, 12 <laughs> years from now, you want her to go down to spring break and just be wild and crazy and acting nasty? All right, this I is mean, where well, she doesn't have to no answer the question, Sedano. Okay, first of all. You're going to say, Sedano, you, you got you, four daughters. Are you going to say, go ahead, to, dears, to have LZ's my blessing? Point, to Elsie's point. You don't have to – if you raise your kids right, oh, they don't have on. to be the one twerking on the police car. Oh, yeah, right. You ever heard of peer pressure? Oh, stop. It, Kaplan, you going to encourage your daughters to go to spring break? No, but they I could totally they, see my daughter coming back going, check this out, and she's twerking on a police <laughs> car. I'm like, don't do that. That's yeah. so bad. Well, yeah. I, well are you going to try to discourage her from going when it's, when it's time? Oh, I'm totally going to discourage there her from go. going. There you go. Sedona, what about you? I don't know, man. I'll figure it out when I get there. Oh, yeah, okay? right. I'm don't there, put any dude. pressure Help on me. me. I'm still, like, a long way away. Help me. Um, I need to. I need help now. That's right. Yeah, yeah you do because you can't discourage her. You might as well prepare her for it. Yeah, I'm with I mean, LZ. The more, the more I, you that, keep her that, away, the lean. more enticing it looks. Can't you just yeah. have a comment and explain <laughs> to her? Oh, to, no. Listen to LZ's point, yeah. Michael. I, the the girl that I went to high school with. 
whose parents were the most strict, mm-hmm. she became the most wild when she was no longer in control of her and parents. And that's a good thing? That's my point. You can't be so strict. So can't you sit down and have an adult conversation with your daughter's captain and say, listen, this is what happens to these spring breaks. You don't want to go down there and be used. Hold on. Can guys. we do this? Pause for one second. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. There you go, boots with the fur. Come on now. Not the whole club. I mean, most of it, though. Most of it, yeah. Low, 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 low. All right, so, Michael, you asked LZ a question. Go ahead. Did I ask LZ? Oh, it was a Kaplan. Yeah, what's up? I said, well, you know, like I said, can't you sit down and explain to your daughters and uh, George, you too, when the time comes about what happens at spring break? You ain't going down there to play dominoes. Guys are good. Girls are going to be taken advantage of. Guys are going to try to get them drunk. And you know what happens after that happens, right, LZ? No, it's been a minute. <laughs> well, you've seen the movies. Oh, that's true. Oh, oh, oh that. Oh, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. I don't know how a father could encourage his eighteen or nineteen-year-old daughter to go in there and do that and, and partake in that kind of but, behavior. But, I don't but, get it. But, but listen, one, we're operating with a very limited definition of spring break. Okay, correct. That's first. Okay, oh, right? we should probably yeah. no, no. It's real talk. We should acknowledge this is a very limited. MTV-driven, you know, definition of spring break. There are a lot of different kinds of spring breaks. We're talking specifically about the drunkenness that yeah. happens in, like, Cancun and blah, 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 blah. Right. So that's already a smaller number of people than, you know, than we would want to say. Where else do the, do the youngsters go on spring break? Isn't that where they go? They, they go overseas. They go on, they do volunteer trips. Well, they stay here. Okay. Like, they do, like, a bunch of stuff on spring break. Number two, and I think this is most important, I chose to show my son spring break with the hope of showing him what it was. So when he was by himself, I didn't necessarily have to worry about him being overwhelmed by something brand new, but whether he was entering something with that was familiar. And I think that that is a much healthier way of interacting with the world that does things that you may not necessarily approve of. It's not try to keep it all from your kids, and then when they go to college, you know, God knows what they get involved with because they got all this hidden information to get exposed to, but rather have them go to college informed so that, you know, they can make a much more informed decision about what they want to do. Like I said, I took him to the clubs. I showed him. Obviously, he couldn't go in because he was still in high school, but I was like, this is a party. This is a party. This is a party. As you can see, they're all basically playing the same music. It's all basically the same scene. Um you know, it, it can be fun, but just know when you pull back and look at it, this is just kind of what it is. Yeah, and also just have one drink at Wet Willie's. Oh, wait, but here's the thing. I tell my daughters all the time, I'm like, yo, 
If somebody says they want to buy you a drink, you better watch them get that drink and hand you that drink. Yeah. Yes. Because you don't. So so I get panicked. Okay, as a father of of three daughters. I get panicked about where these girls are going. So when we talk about spring break, I think the spring break we're talking about is where everybody gets drunk, wasted drunk, and then is so drunk that they twerk on cop cars. That's the spring break I'd really, really like my daughters to avoid, yeah. mostly mostly because I know what kind of animal me and my buddies were, yeah. okay? We were a bunch of disgusting animals. Horny guys. And, right, and we were in college, and we were stupid, Right. And the girls are partying and they're drunk and they're dumb, too. And so we don't do, you know, it was fun. But I mean, listen, I don't want my daughter doing that. But, you know, they're kids. They're probably going to wind up doing it, too. Yeah. We survived. They're going to survive. Yeah, I don't we, know. we definitely survived. And I, I would say that the lessons we're talking about, which is why I keep emphasizing my son, my son, my son. It's not just up to the young ladies to try to keep it together. That's true. It's it's the guys, too. Yeah. You know, raise the kind of men sure. you want to marry your daughter mm -hmm. as right. opposed to trying to teach your daughter how to avoid men. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Right, LZ. You're right. Yeah. LZ's deep, man. LZ think, yeah. looks at things very deep. You know, he doesn't look at things surfacy the way I look at things, shallowy yeah. the way I look at stuff. You know, I'm just thinking about twerking and asses and cop cars and drinking. And the dude is thinking deep. And that's, mm -hmm. that's cool. Should be on PBS. <laughs> well, he's a columnist at the L.A. Times. What does he need to be on PBS for? At least people, at least people will read his work at, at the L.A. Times. I didn't think it was that deep. Wanting to raise a young man, you would want to be decent. Well, you're right. You're right. You're right. But those. No, like but what I would say, LZ, what I would say, LZ, is that most people don't think of it that way. Even yeah. as 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 obvious as one would assume that that would be, you're right. Most people don't think of it that way. But don't you think ninety? 97% of the kids, men and women, boys and girls who go to spring break, are going down to Florida or to Cancun or wherever to get drunk and wild and crazy. Yeah, so yeah, that's what they're doing. There's maybe one kid who might say, you know what, I don't need to do that. I'm not going to take advantage of a drunk girl. Aren't, aren't all the men down there looking to take advantage of drunk girls, LZ? Wouldn't well, you again, say 97% of them? Been, well, again, it's been a minute for me. Mm -hmm. right. out, of, out of my depth right now, I would like to turn to my heterosexual colleagues on this Look, question. I would <laughs> say this, Michael. 97% is a very sweeping generalization. You think so? You think that's, yes. that's too high? Yes. Yes. Really? Yes. yes. I well, mean, come look, on. You, kid, you gotta at least, kids are going to be kids, and they're going to do stuff, and they're going to experiment, and they're going to do crazy things. But at the end of the day, if you raise your kids right, that's all you have to – like, that's all you can do. Like, right. you can't be there with them. You can't hold their yeah. hands specifically. No. Now, LZ went down there to show him, which I think is smart. Um, but but when they're actually there on their own eventually, mm. you can't be able to hold their hand. You oh, got to yeah. trust that you taught them right, yeah. boy or girl. End of yeah, story. But there's All always right. there's always a there's if you have a girl, okay, and you're gonna find this out, George Sedano, that what you're worried about is that one guy out there who's a total yep. jerk. Yep. That one guy who's gonna spike a drink. You know, of course, or, and, and, and that, and, but and we got, we got, we got. Yeah. Listen, of course, of course. How did we those get things, to this? But those are things you prepare your kids for. You have to try to do that. All right, we got a break. We got a break. All right, coming up next, uh, we got what you need to know. There's some real interesting rules now. We were talking about COVID and spring break earlier. Uh, there's some new rules for LA County. We're gonna lay them down. Plus, we got news on AD. We'll have that all coming up next. We're back in five.